We've been studying the story of our great redemption. We were speaking about our Savior on the cross, and we're going to continue that study. At the cross, Jesus suffered the same kind of separation from the Father that Adam and Eve suffered in Eden. Now, you remember 1 Corinthians chapter 14, uh, 15, verse 45 and 47 calls Jesus the last Adam. Well, Jesus had to go through death just like the first Adam, both spiritually and physically, in order to redeem us. He had to do it. The difference was Jesus never sinned. He took our sins. He took our Adam's sin. He took everybody's sin in himself, as it says in uh, Isaiah chapter 53. The father abandoned his own son at the cross when he was made to be sin with our sin, as it says in 2 Corinthians 5.21. This is why Jesus cried on the cross, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Psalms 22 verse 1 says exactly that. Jesus was quoting that psalm, and we'll, we'll go there in just a few minutes. Jesus was the bearer of sin, sickness, disease, death, and the entire curse. We saw that from Isaiah chapter 53. He bore death in every realm. It says he took, he was uh, in his deaths. <laughs> I was trying to remember the phrase, bemotav in Hebrew, glory to God. It says that he suffered death in every realm. He was made to become the curse when he died for us, according to Galatians 3.13. You'll study that out from the Hebrew, uh, from the Greek. You'll see that, it, that that's what that's saying. When Jesus cried out, into your hands I commend my spirit. And he also cried out in John 19.30, it is finished. We said hell thought it had won. But both, both statements from the lips of Jesus were statements of speaking of things that are not as though they were, just like his Father in heaven speaks. Romans chapter 4 verse 17 says, God speaks of those things that are not as though they were. Well, Jesus was speaking like God speaks. Even before he could see the manifestation of the finished work uh, of his sacrifice. You understand, there was still three days and nights to go through. There was still the resurrection and the ascension to go through. That's the only way you can interpret that. As I said, he was speaking by faith from the cross of things that are not as though they were. He was trusting God for his deliverance and his resurrection, even as he died and was getting ready to vacate his body. The statement... My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? As I told you just a couple of minutes ago, was a quotation from Psalms chapter 22 and verse 1. That psalm, Psalms 22, in its entirety, is completely a messianic psalm, both in nature and scope. In it are foretold many things that happen around the cross. Now go and read Psalms 22. I'm going to tell you where some of these things that happen around the cross are mentioned. For example, the mocking crowds in verses 7 and 8. It talks about the crowds that mocked him. Then it talks about Gentile participation in his crucifixion in verse 16. When I say Gentiles, I'm talking those without a covenant with God, uh, those outside of Israel. And uh, that would be the Romans. And Romans, if you remember, uh, as well as a lot of other Gentiles, were called dogs by the Jews. Do you remember uh, the Syrophoenician woman that came and, and begged Jesus to heal her daughter? 
And Jesus didn't say a word to her. And uh, finally, Jesus said, I'm only come to the, uh, uh, the people of Israel. And, she, and uh, she said, Lord, my daughter's dying. You know, have mercy on her. And he said, well, it's not right to give the children's bread to the dogs. I mean, he called her a dog. But it was the way that Jewish people talked about people without covenant. Well, that verse 16 in Psalms 22 says that, that dogs surrounded him. Romans were called dogs by the Jews, as often was the case with all others that were without a covenant. Verses 9 and 10 says that I knew my mother. I mean, I knew my God from my mother's womb. Well, that couldn't have been anybody else but Jesus. He had a supernatural birth from God. You remember the virgin birth we talked about? Then here's another one that really shoots a hole in every movie that's ever been made about the crucifixion. And that's verses 14 and verse 17. It says this, His bones were all out of joint. And then verse 17 says He could count all His bones. Every movie ever made of the crucifixion is pitifully incomplete and, frankly, misleading. When he became a curse and sin for us, every bone of, its, of his body, the scripture says, came out of its joint. Now, have you ever had just one bone ever come out of its joint? I have. And I'm telling you, the pain of just one bone coming out of its joint can be as excruciating. Now stop and think what that would be like for every bone to come out of its joint. Bones were protruding all over his body, under his skin. It's no wonder that Isaiah said that he was so marred and disfigured that he no longer even resembled a man. Isaiah chapter 52 and verse 14 says just that. Look it up in the Amplified Bible and other versions so you can see what really happened on the cross. It's beyond what we have thought. Amen.